Welcome to episode 19 of the New Mom Boss Podcast. And surprise, it's a Monday. And starting this week, I'm going to be coming on twice a week for the rest of the year. So I'll be releasing new episodes every Monday and Thursday. I wanted to wrap up the year by covering more topics, giving more tips and tricks, and having more experts share their knowledge with you all. So for the rest of the year, I will have solo episodes on Mondays and have a guest on the show on Thursdays. I truly hope you all continue to not only enjoy the show, but that it helps you navigate through your pregnancy and help you in your new journey of motherhood. Today, I'm going to cover a topic that's been on my mind and heart. It's about the first trimester fears. And I wanted to talk about it because I know so many women go through this or are going through this right now. And I'm going to share my personal experience with the fears during the first trimester, why I had them, and how I worked through them. I'm going to take you guys through a three-step process on how to get to the other side of a major fear you may have during the first trimester. But before we get started... I want to ask you, Preppy Mama, have you left a review for the new Mom Boss podcast yet? If not, can I ask you a favor to take a few minutes to go on Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review? It will help me and other mamas like you by allowing the podcast to be more searchable. Thank you so much in advance. And without further ado, let's get the show started. Hi, I'm Calista Anderson, a new mom coach and educator. I help new moms just like you during pregnancy and beyond to figure out what to do next and how to do it so that you feel prepared, equipped with the proper knowledge, and ready for your precious baby, allowing you to enjoy the wonderful runway into mommyhood. If you're navigating through pregnancy with a million things on your mind, that you know you have to get done or learn about, then this is the podcast for you. I have been where you are and I totally get it. I'm a mom of three and my first two babies were back to back, only 13 months apart. Those first couple of years were a pretty challenging time, but it made me a fast new mom master and it gave me a newfound passion for mamas to be and their babies. It was during this intense learning curve of the new mom life, I had a light bulb moment and said, wow, isn't it interesting that we women prepare way more for our weddings, like a year in advance, and put so much energy into every last detail, yet we don't do the same thing for becoming a new mom. I was inspired to combine my experience along with my professional background as a registered nurse and a certified lactation counselor to help women get ready for their babies like they were getting ready for their weddings, to make them feel like a boss when that sweet baby arrived. So I created my business, New Mom Boss, and started this show, The New Mom Boss Podcast, to help prepare women for the most important job of their lives, becoming a mom. I am so glad you are here and want to thank you in advance for taking the time to learn for your baby. We moms are changing the world one baby at a time. 
and I can hardly wait to get started. So let's go. All right, so like I mentioned, I wanted to cover the topic of first trimester fears and how to work through them. I think a lot of women go through this and don't really talk about it. A lot of women don't even want to share that they're pregnant in the first trimester because of this fear. And different people have different fears. But I know that for me and a lot of pregnant women, the fear of miscarrying is one of the biggest fears, especially in the first trimester. There are other fears also like, you know, balancing being a mom and working or am I ready to be a mom or how is my marriage going to change once the baby's here? You know, there's a lot of these fears that pop up during the first trimester, but I want to share what mine was. And I know I hear from a lot of other women, a similar fear. So my fear was miscarriage and I actually did have a miscarriage in my first pregnancy. It was pretty early on at around six to seven weeks around there. So I wasn't that far along, but it was still pretty painful because I had heard the baby's heartbeat and I was super excited. My husband and I were super excited and, you know, I told my close friends and my family already knew that was really painful. So I wanted to share with you guys what happened that time and how I worked through that time. And then again, with my third baby, when I had the same fear because I was spotting. And so it was a replay of my first pregnancy and the fear of the possibility of losing the baby and the pregnancy. So in my first pregnancy, when I had the miscarriage, I didn't have, you know, a step-by-step process to help me through that. I kind of just winged it and worked it out. And really the truth is I wanted a baby so badly that I didn't really let myself grieve that pregnancy. I lost the baby early on and I cried, you know, for a couple weeks and I actually had to get a DNC, which is a procedure you have to clear out your uterus. You know, a lot of times when you have a miscarriage, you'll you'll bleed. And I didn't have that. I found out through one of my doctor's visits when they checked for the heartbeat and it wasn't there. Actually, I was spotting. I did spot a little bit and that was the reason I went in. And then in that visit, you know, I was about six to eight weeks, somewhere around there. They said there was no fetal heartbeat. So I did have to get a procedure, you know, a couple weeks later. And that was really tough. But I didn't really sit with my feelings very long. I wanted to move on from it. And I talked to my husband and I was like, I want to try again real soon. And the doctors, or my doctor actually, it's a little bit of a weird story because we were living in Florida at the time. And that doctor was not my regular doctor. She told me that I should wait like three months. And I think most doctors do recommend that after a miscarriage. And it's really for the purpose of tracking your pregnancy and knowing your last menstrual cycle date so that they know exactly how far along you are in, the, in your pregnancy. 
but I did not want to wait the three months. We actually started trying again in, I want to say two months or something like that. We were in the process of moving back to California and I, I was really adamant about moving home and getting started again, trying for the next pregnancy. And we did. It took a few months, but I got pregnant again pretty quickly. Then in that pregnancy, you know, I had that little bit of fear and I was kind of, I felt like I was white knuckling, whatever, <laughs> even though you can't, you have no control over it, really. I felt like I was on pins and needles until I passed the 12 week mark. Then I felt like I could breathe again and I could relax a little bit. And, you know, I know a lot of women go through that and it's totally normal. I have another episode earlier in the podcast, one of the first few podcasts about whether or not you should tell, you know, when to make your baby announcement. And I did wait after 12 weeks to tell other friends, but my close-knit friends knew pretty quickly after I found out I was pregnant. And I did that because I knew that if something were to happen again, something were to go wrong, they would be the people that would help me through it. For me, that's what I thought was was right. I didn't want to keep it a secret. I know other women like to keep it under lock and key until they're past that first trimester mark, and that's totally fine too. But I do want to suggest that you tell a few people because you're going to need support if ever anything went wrong. You know, so just keep that in mind. And, you know, you don't have to make a whole social media post about it. But just having your few close friends know to be around you and walk you through your fears is really, really valuable. And that's actually part of, you know, how I got through it. And I'll take you through the three steps that got me through the last time I was pregnant with my third baby. Let me back up because my first pregnancy, I had a miscarriage. And then my second pregnancy was successful. My first successful pregnancy was my daughter. When she was four months old, I got pregnant again with my son. And so in that pregnancy, I didn't have any fears because I was so busy with my daughter, my four-month-old, up until, you know, she was seven or eight months. Then I was past that first trimester with my second pregnancy. I was super busy, so I had no time to worry, which kind of worked in my favor, right? I didn't have to work through anything, that pregnancy with my son. And then... I got pregnant at the end of 2018. You know, we really wanted this third baby before the window was closed. I was more worried with that pregnancy as well because I was older and that fear from that miscarriage popped back up when I had a little bit of spotting in the middle of my first trimester. And so, you know, the first first few months your doctor's visits aren't very frequent they're they're like every four to six weeks so I had already had my first doctor's visit and then a few weeks later I started spotting but they were like you know that's okay just come in on your next appointment which was you know another couple weeks or something like that by the way spotting is very common most of the time it does not mean anything bad But, you know, I had that experience in my first pregnancy. So that fear popped up and was really strong. 
So as I came up to that appointment, you know, I was doing a lot of writing and just a lot of internal work to prepare me for whatever happened. And that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. So step one is to identify your biggest fear. And for me, it was miscarriage. For you, it could be something else or it could be the same. So as long as you know what that fear is and you're you're not in denial about that fear or you think it's a different fear that's not the true fear, pinpointing what you're actually worried and fearful about is going to be your first step. After you identify that fear, ask yourself, why are you fearful about it? For me, my fear was miscarrying and obviously... That's why I was fearful. I already knew how painful it was. And even if you don't know how painful it is or you haven't experienced it yourself, you have an idea about how you would feel and it's painful, right? So the next thing to ask about that fear is what will happen if that worst fear happens? You know, for me it was, okay, if I have a miscarriage, then we will grieve through it and then you know wait a while and then try again or maybe try again you know I wasn't sure but that would have been the next step it's like I kind of took myself to the next what if okay so if we tried again and I wasn't able to get pregnant again what would we do you know my husband and I kind of had a conversation about that because I was 38 so you know that's high risk pregnancy and you're approaching infertility and we discussed what would what we would do if you know the pregnancy didn't happen and how much we would really try for another one you know would we force it would we go down fertility treatments so we had those discussions and i just you know got real about it but at the same time i i wanted to be in reality you know, what might happen, but also I didn't have the answer yet. You know, nothing, nothing really happened yet. It it was future tripping, but in a way, just going down that future trip road, but not staying there is helpful. So you keep asking yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And then what? And then what? And then what? And in the end, after I kept asking myself that question over and over and over again, going down kind of a a rabbit hole, I know that after each answer, I was going to be okay. So if this pregnancy didn't happen, I would be sad, but I would be okay. I could try again and I would be okay. We may or may not go down that road of treatments, but I would still be okay. And I had two kids already that were happy and healthy and I could focus on that. And then I asked myself, what opportunities might come out of my biggest fear? So if this pregnancy didn't progress, you know, this was towards the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I had certain events and, you know, certain things I wanted to do that if I was pregnant, I couldn't do. So I kind of, I thought about those opportunities of, you know, I could do that if this doesn't happen. Of course, the pregnancy progressing and having another baby would be the best thing, but it's the silver linings and I always look for that. And so I remember sitting in my doctor's office 
and I had my, I wrote notes in my note app in my phone, looking at all these other opportunities. If this didn't work out, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And I had faith that whatever happens was meant to be. My doctor came in and she did an ultrasound and everything was perfect. And even though I was spotting, the baby was okay and I was able to breathe again. But if I hadn't gone through those questions and that exercise of preparing myself for, you know, the alternative, I would not have been prepared for bad news. And I was overjoyed with the good news, but I was also prepared for things not to go the way I'd want. So that is step one is to identify your biggest fear and ask those questions. Why are you fearful about it? What's the worst that can happen? And then what? And then what? And what opportunities might come out of your biggest fear coming true? Then, you know, the fears may not stop there. The fear can, it may, it just turns into something else. But yes, totally 100% once you make past that first trimester, it is a big sigh of relief. So step two if that fear continues or if it turns into something else, ask yourself how you can take care of yourself and make a list of what you can control and what you can't control because we know that miscarriages are out of our control or XYZ work, you know, work changes and living situations relationship changes, those kinds of things are mostly out of our control. And what can you control? So make a list of what you can control and what you can't control. And then ask yourself, what the things that you can control, how can you take care of yourself? What relaxes you? What can you schedule in for the week for yourself to take care of you? I have a really great interview coming up this Thursday with Kelly Smith. She's the host of Meditation Mama, which is a new series that's coming out next week. And it's a guided meditation that can be very helpful. So I encourage you to listen to this Thursday's episode. And whether you're fearful or not, I think meditation is going to help you during your pregnancy. So check that out on Thursday. So back to step two of working through your fear is to realize what you can control and what you cannot control and really connecting to that because we know for the most part what we can't control yet we still stew in worry and anxiety over it but if you focus on the things you can control which is things you can do for yourself focusing in on that is going to help you take away attention from the fear you know you might even forget about your fear and just focus on the positives So that's step two of working through your fear. And then step three is to talk about your fear. I mentioned it earlier about, you know, whether or not you should announce your pregnancy, your pregnancy announcement. It's really helpful to have people that know that you're pregnant for whatever reason, you know, for whatever happens, um, having those few key people that will support you through things that aren't planned. So if you're having a fear, whether it's a fear like I had or something else, make sure you talk about it with your significant other. 
and your close friends. If if you trust your close friends, let them know what you're going through. And also, if you have a counselor or a therapist or a coach, talk about it with those people. You don't have to do this alone. In fact, if you do it alone, you'll feel more isolated and it just feels heavier. So as soon as you talk to somebody, you'll instantly feel like a little lighter, a little sigh of relief that even if the worst thing happens, you have people that support you and you're going to be okay. Because trust me, you are going to be okay. No matter what happens, you'll be okay. So let me go over those three steps again. Step one, identify your biggest fear. Ask yourself why you're fearful, what's the worst that can happen, and then what, and then what, and what opportunities might come out of your biggest fear. Step two is make a list of what you can control and what you can't control and how you can take care of yourself. And then step three, talk it through. Talk about it with your spouse or significant other, your close friends, and a therapist, a counselor, or coach, whoever you trust. And there you have it, preppy mamas. I hope that helps. I hope you're not having a big fear right now, but if you are, you're not alone. It's totally normal, and you can work through it. And if you check out Thursday's episode, It is really, really awesome. It will walk you through how to get started in a meditation practice that's super simple. Anybody can do this. Kelly takes away the misconceptions and hurdles around meditation. She makes it so simple. I'm sure you can incorporate this in your daily life. So check that out. And just one last reminder that if you haven't left a rating and review for the new Mom Boss podcast, please head on over to Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review. A few minutes of your time will make such a big difference. Thanks for paying it forward. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you all soon.